welcome back and happy new year from that damn sports podcast um before we get started just a reminder all of our previous episodes are on spotify apple podcasts and all your streaming platforms um make sure you go follow us on all of our socials on instagram tiktok twitter and facebook um we're getting a little more engaged in that um with the new year rolling around um for this episode we got a special episode so mikey right now he's out sick um but we have david surprisingly we have david um, and then we have we have Jackson. Um, his name is Jackson Watkins. He's one of our friends from high school. Um, very knowledgeable to a degree. Could be more knowledgeable than Mikey. Um, so he's been a big asset, and we're hoping to include him a lot more, um, especially with this, this upcoming year, um, because he does know what he's talking about. So we're hoping that we can include Jackson a lot more in this podcast. He can become another one, almost like Will. Rest in peace. We miss Will Griffith. Um, but yeah, so that. Just to be clear, he didn't die. Yeah, Will did not die. <laughs> Want to also make that very clear. Also, um, I turned down an ESPN job for this. Yeah, so yeah, Jackson, big stuff. Coming yeah, Jackson, job. Jackson is a big deal. So he's very professional. Hey, you know. <laughs> so we're hoping to get Jackson a lot more more involved, and hopefully we can get Mikey on because, trust me, from someone who's seen it firsthand, a Mikey and Jackson um, interaction is one you don't want to miss. God, I hate him. More. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but we're gonna go get started, and we went from a very lighthearted thing to a kind of a sad thing, but we, we have to address it. Um, Demar Hamlin, um, as hopefully everyone knows by now, um, collapsed on the field for Monday Night Football this following week. Prayers are with him and his family. Um, like I said, it's, not, it's something I've never seen before in sports. Um, but on the positive side, we have seen a lot of reports that are saying he is doing well. His vitals are going back to normal, and he should make a good recovery. We are hoping, but still. Want to say our thoughts and prayers with Demar, and hopefully and make it back family. to the field. Maybe, maybe next year, maybe the year after that. Just yeah. hopefully, his uh, his dream isn't taken away from him at uh, such a young age. Because what is he? He's uh, twenty four, twenty five. He's twenty four. Yeah, I think, and I think with this kind of, it wasn't like he had a, a underlying heart condition to where this happened. It wasn't like he had like something that was bad. Right. It just was a freak thing. He got hit at the wrong time. So with that being said, with it not being an underlying heart condition, mm. I think he'll be able to play again. Hope so, but for now, let's just hope he makes full recovery. Prayers are with him and his family, but like I said, it is promising and, and good to see that he is making progress. But with that being said, we can now address the football side of things on the NFL side. Um, you know, that Bengals-Bills game, it has caused a big stir with the playoff picture, especially in the AFC. Um, we don't really know. We're going to speak on this as if it's a 17 playoff traditionally. We don't really know what the NFL is going to do. They have not really said the outlet or the way they're going to approach this. So we're just going to approach this for us, at least like it is a normal playoff season. Um, so with that being said, say it's a 17 playoff, you have the teams that are creeping in. There's only one spot left that is not clinched. And that is between the last seed, the seventh seed between the dolphins, the Patriots and the jets right now, the Patriots have it. And if they beat the Bills, the Patriots are in. If the Patriots lose, the winner of the Dolphins and Jets will ultimately get in. So, knowing the scenarios, knowing the situation, and knowing the three teams, that all three right now are, have, very, have a lot of question marks at the quarterback position, which of those three teams do you think is more likely to get in? I'll, Jackson, I'll start with you. Well, I'll tell you right now, um, with uh, your luck, with teams in the NFL, <laughs> we know it's probably not going to be the Dolphins. With, <laughs> with team, it's only it's yeah exactly. Well, it's just well, it's even with you know the Heat in the finals and yeah. stuff like that. Like Austin always, and when it comes to the Dolphins, I hear it constantly. 
He has never <laughs> had a happy season since the day he was born with the Dolphins. It's true. I mean, <laughs> it's honestly, true. with the team that they've put together, with that head, with that coaching, uh, you know how much I don't like Tua. I think he's over overhyped. He's you know, and that's a that's a topic we're not going to get into right now. Well, too. all right, well, but you know, I, I do feel like between the three, the Dolphins are definitely, in my opinion, the better of all three of them. I don't understand how the Patriots are able to even be able to creep up with Bill their Belichick. quarterback. Bill Belichick. Obviously, he's showing that he's not just the, you know, he's not a bad quarterback or it wasn't just Brady. Like, with right. what he has, that defense, Belichick is definitely, you know, up there with coaching. And he's proving that this year. But, you know, the Jets, that defense has carried him a while. But, you know, the Dolphins have all around. They have mm-hmm. offense, defense. Uh, special everything. Just right. so if there's a team that deserves to be in and has, I believe, the better chance, I believe the uh, the Dolphins should definitely make it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. I do. I don't really think you can say that Tua is. And I know we don't want to dive all the way into this apparently. Yeah. But. Well, I was talking more of his concussion thing. That was something I also had to address. Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see what the Dolphins are. They were eight and three with Tua healthy for the most part, and now they're what eight and seven. Right. So, eight 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 eight. Wow. Yeah. So I think you definitely, <laughs> definitely Tua has a lot to do with their success. He's been playing very confidently. Um, I don't know what the deal is with that. Hopefully, he'll be able to come back soon. Um, but I I, I I have to agree. The Dolphins are definitely the most most well rounded team. The Jets can't do anything on offense ever since Bryce Hall went down. Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall, the TikToker. Oh, <laughs> I'd love to see him on a field. <laughs> Smacked around. I, I you would. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just, it's just so, you know, heartbreaking to see that y'all's season comes down to that Patriots game first. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And I know you have something to say on that. I mean, yeah. It, so I'm. First, let me just address agree with you guys, which I do think the Dolphins are the better team out of those three. I think they have the better chance, to be honest with you. Um, but to your point, I, I am not big on Tua, and with our roster right now, honestly, I'm saying this now, and I will not backtrack on it as much as I've gone back and forth with Tua. I want an upgrade at the quarterback position, and I want it to happen this offseason. And there's a lot of people that it could be, like whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo. You were all I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's the but now, with the concussion side of it, and and you can see, that's another thing, too. After I saw him play the Packers, I, and I didn't know the concussion side of it, I was like, you know, forget to it. But now I understand maybe that's had a big hand to play in why, right. how he's playing. But, but there's a lot of quarterbacks that I would honestly rather have right now, whether in this offseason. Could be Jimmy Garoppolo. Could be, Derek, could be Derek Carr. Could be Tom Brady. You'd rather have Derek Carr? Then, then Tua, yes, I, I honestly would. Just you have Derek, a veteran pocket passer. Well, and he can stay healthy. That's and, the biggest thing. Right, Derek. and the thing is too, look at what Derek Carr is going to have. And I know he's had, like he said, Devontae Adams and, and with the Raiders and stuff like that. But there's, a, if you have a good pocket passing quarterback with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, you, I, I think we will see a different version of Derek Carr. Yeah. Um. Not, not only that, but injuries. Like Darren Waller's been out for all but. Three weeks this season. Right. You got Hunter Renfro, who's been out for yep. the past what six weeks. Mm-hmm. Like he's had, you know, he has a top three receiver 
probably debatably the best receiver in the league, but he hasn't had everything. Like he hasn't had those options. He's right. had Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs. So with what he's, he's been able balling. to do with those injuries is actually impressive. I don't think people should ever give him you know crap about it or talk him down. So that's I all think I'll say. I think Derek Carr would do would do really well with the Dolphins. I do. Now, also to the same token, how much better is he than Tua? That's a discussion for another right. day. But also, there's like I said, there's other people, though. You have Tom Brady, who his contract's coming up. And he originally, according to reports at least, originally was him and Sean Payton were, were willing to get traded to Miami um, before he came to the Bucks. Sean and, Payton's gotten fat. That's... Okay. <laughs> Look at Andy Reid. I don't think Wade's really going to do All right, I'll just see him in the broadcast booth, and I'm like, he needs to get back to coaching. This is not looking too good. And he's looking like he wants to. But anyway, he that's all. He needs to. Run some <laughs> Run some hills. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, Brady, I think, is actually – Jackson and Mikey brought this up to me. It is a possibility. Um, his contract's coming up. If you're Tom Brady, the only reason – you basically blew up your family – to win a Super Bowl, you're not doing it in, in Tampa. Yeah, he, imagine think about this: Mike McDaniel, Brady's one of, now. Mike McDaniel, one of the best offensive minds in football right now. Tom Brady, who the greatest quarterback of all time, yeah. with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waldo. If you're think about it, if you're in the mind of Tom Brady, where am I going to go to end my career? Yeah, Miami with my, first of all, it's Miami. All he has to do is just dump off Tyreek Jalen Waddle. He's not, set. Not only that, but this is a low tax state to where all of his contract money is basically going to him. It's not going to be like New England where, you know, so much tax is taken Hill out. Uh, you also have, you know, he has seven rings, okay? He is the only player that has more rings than any franchise. Why would you not, right, try to boost it even more? Like, it's already not going to be broken. Well, that's the only reason he's playing. He wants to win a ring. I mean, the whole thing with his wife and his family, like, the only reason he's playing is to... Get a ring. Maybe why not go to Why Miami. not go to Miami? Stay in Florida. You have unbelievable weapons. And the thing about the Dolphins that people will discredit and then we'll move on because I, this was not meant to happen. The defense of Miami is, when healthy at least, is really good. I want you to actually think about the pieces on that defense. Defensive line. You have Christian Wilkins, first of all, who's having a here we career. Go with Miami. Christian I'll Wilkins, say it since Mikey's not here. Christian, ah, no, thanks. <laughs> Christian Wilkins is having a, a Pro Bowl type year. Then you have Emmanuel Ogba, who is not healthy, but when he's healthy, we signed him to a max extension as a DN. He hasn't played all year. Emmanuel Ogba and Bradley Chubb. Then you have uh, Jalen Phillips, who is really starting to become his own. And then on the, uh, on the secondary side of things, you have Zayvon Howard, who is a Pro Bowl cornerback. You have Byron Jones, who hasn't played this year, but was a former Pro Bowl cornerback. Mm-hmm. And then you're, on your back end of safety, you have Javon Holland, who is a very, very, very promising safety. If you're Brady, why not? Exactly. But as well, like... It's already an unbreakable thing. Yeah. It's, it's already an unbreakable record. Might as well just... You, you're, you're there. Ready, just keep doing it. Yeah. Go to the shitty Dolphins and win a Super Bowl there. That's as, that's as impressive as it gets. Well, wow, the Dolphins aren't shitty. Well, it, the, the franchise. The team right now is really good. But anyway, we kind of veered off a little bit. But For this upcoming week, I do think it's possible that the Bills beat the Patriots. Now with this whole the whole situation that's going on with Demar Hamlin and us not knowing the outcome of that, we won't even get into all that because it's really complicated. Um, if the Chiefs win against the Raiders, the Bills have to win on Sunday, and the Chiefs play on Saturday, so the Bills will know, and they're probably going to beat the Raiders. So if the Bills win, which I think is very likely against the Patriots, it's going to come down to the Dolphins and the Jets. And listen to this. Mike White right now is injured. So it's gonna, the quarterback duel we're looking at is um, Zach Wilson and Mike Glennon. 
Here we go, baby. That's a big one. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's still a division game. I say the same thing. Like it's gonna be interesting. I yeah. think I think the the Saints and the Falcons are so overrated. Yet you know they still win in these games. But anytime they play the Panthers, I mean we've we've only lost one division game or <laughs> two now. Two now, but it should only be one with being actually it should be zero. I don't understand how we lost both of those games. <laughs> But you know, division oh, the rivals, game was the bad. you know, twenty fifteen, we're you know, thirteen and zero, and we lose to the, the Falcons. crappy Falcons. Yeah. Like you gotta, you always gotta be worried, no matter who's back there. Yeah, and I mean, and the Jets' defense is very concerning. I'm not sitting here saying the Dolphins are gonna beat the Jets. It's gonna be a dogfight because if the Bills lose or the Patriots lose, which we won't know because they both play at one o'clock. But if the Patriots lose, they won't know it. But that's a playoff game. Winners in, mm-hmm. you losers out. So. We'll move on from that. That was a little longer than I thought it was going to be. We move on to the NFC, which is also very interesting. Because um, right now the Seahawks are in. It's the same question I was going to ask you. Because right now all the seeds are locked up until, except for those. The Seahawks are locked in right now. But if the, page, if the Packers win against the Lions, then they are tied to the Seahawks. But they have the tiebreakers. So the Packers are in. So the Seahawks have to control their fate. Exactly. So the Packers control their fate. So the Seahawks have to win and hope the Lions beat the Packers. But if the Seahawks lose against the Rams, which as unlikely as that sounds is possible, the Seahawks lose to the Rams, then that game between the Lions and the Packers becomes, like the Dolphins and the Jets, a playoff game. So let me ask you this. Out of those three teams, at least, in the situation, which team do you think is the most dangerous between the Seahawks, the Packers, and the Lions if they were to creep into that spot? Ooh. Okay. You, you can take this first. I, I got my answer. Oh, that's tough. I think it's... Oh. I mean, all of those teams are good in different ways. Um, I think that the hottest team right now is either the Packers or the Lions. Right. And well, I mean, the Lions aren't only say the hottest, but I see what between you're those three teams, right? Because um, the Seahawks are on a bit of a downswing. They started hot. They haven't been doing as well recently. I think I have to lean towards Aaron Rodgers, just right. because he's Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are starting to look good. They still have A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. They seem to kind of be figuring out that combination. A.J. Dillon's been having a few good games here recently since since Aaron Jones has been out for, for a game. But even when he's been healthy, A.J. Dillon's been doing his thing. So I think Aaron Rodgers is building chemistry with those young receivers. I think he's ready. If anyone in the league is a petty man that's ready to say, you know what, to everyone who told him that they weren't going to make the playoffs and that – he should retire or whatever, all the hate he was getting at the beginning of the year. It's Aaron Rodgers, and I think they're going to come out. I would not be surprised if they blow out the Lions right now. You see what the Panthers did to the Lions. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers blow out the Lions going to the playoffs ready to go. I'm, I'm actually the complete opposite. I think of the three, I think the Packers are at the bottom of that list. On you know, Wow. Not where period. I thought you were going to go. I understand. Like, a lot of people <laughs> may think that's stupid, but I have you know my reasoning. One... We've said this for years. We say this every year, ever since the Packers won the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is an insane, you know, regular season, you know, quarterback. He always ends up coming just short, either in the NFC Championship or the, you know, the divisional rounds. Um, The only reason why I put him at the bottom is because of the young receiving core. You know, they've had issues even recently on, you know, media with, uh, Rogers being like, you know, you gotta, you gotta look, you gotta catch the ball. That's what you're paid to do. Like, not, I'm not quoting it, but along those lines. Mm-hmm. And then I look at these other two teams, 
Geno Smith is playing a season on when it was coming time for him to be drafted. He was that number one choice. He had all this potential. He's playing what, you know, all these, you know, yeah. scouts have seen him to be, you know, his potential in the mm-hmm. NFL, what they th- thought he was going to do. He's doing great as a bridge quarterback. They have a, you know, a decent all-around team with that, you know, that defensive core that, you know, that secondary and then that receiving core with Tyler Lockett and DK, and you still got the running back as well. Now, that's just all around. The only reason why I put the Lions over is I don't want to get in a shootout with that offense. I don't understand. I don't understand how they are. Jared Goff has been getting so much shit, and I don't understand why. you got to remember you, when he even, was on the Rams what he did when he was a he, rookie he took, in second year. I understand. He took him to the Super Bowl. Okay, mm-hmm. so you can't – and then, you know, he gets traded – for an upgrade, you get a more veteran quarterback and Matt. I understand that move for the Rams, whatever. But, you know, everyone's like, oh, his first year in Detroit, they're crap. They get the first overall pick. It was the Lions. I mean, I mean, Jackson, I'm, I'm, you took the words out of my mouth. I thought you were going to go with the Seahawks. That's going to be interesting. We had the Packers-Seahawks-Lions. No, it's Lions. Mine's the Lions. I mean, and here's why I'm saying the Lions is, okay, let's be realistic. Given the teams in the NFC, the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Eagles, none of these three teams win a Super Bowl. None of these three teams win the NFC. Oh. Talking about the, the three, like the, the Seahawks and the Lions and the Packers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, okay. None of those three that we just that we were talking about is going to win the Super Bowl. Most likely. The most dangerous, the way I look at it is, what's the team that's will, that, that could pull the upset, upset off on Wildcard Weekend? And to your point, mm. that offense of the Lions, that's scary, man. I mean, that is, and it, like you said, I don't understand how they're doing it. Look at their roster. On, on the offensive side of the ball. They have Jared Goff. Jared Goff. You have DeAndre Swift, who is injury-prone, and Jamal Williams pretty much the main back. So you have Jamal Williams, who got sh- sent out. Jamal right? Williams looks good. Right, but still, it's Jamal Williams. Like, I'm just trying to put in perspective. Now, you got a great future at wide receiver. With Amon Ra, Khalif Raymond. Like, Jamal Williams. Uh, DJ Chalk, who's healthy now. Jameson DJ Williams in the future, once his, you know, once his knee really comes perfectly. But you have Jared Goff, who, I mean, yes, proven a lot, but he's also proven that he's can have his moments where he's really bad. Him, you have DeAndre Swift, who I really don't even – I mean, I don't even know if we put him on the upper echelon of running backs right now with his injury issues. Mm-hmm. You have Jamal Williams, who's your main back. Your number one wide receiver is the second-year receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. Yet again, I'll say it again. I called that. But yeah, DJ Chark, Chark, who DJ did Chark, not who, do anything in Jacksonville, but then comes here he and with this coaching. He's always good. He's always going to be healthy, but he still hasn't done that much this year with the Lions. It's, it's really – yeah, season. right. Now but it's really like he's starting to improve. Yes, but it's still you look at these other offenses in the league that AFC, NFC, whoever it may be, and all these other teams that are at the top. Their offenses have way more weapons than the Lions, but their offense is one of the best statistically, one of the best in the league. I would not want to fight to have to play the Lions on Wild Card Weekend. I just think that the Lions' but defense... That is where I was also going with this. Uh, yeah. Their defense is the issue. There's a reason they're in shootouts every week. But, like but if they said, can get in a shootout. I don't. How many offenses in the NFC do you think keep up with that? I mean, I'm just saying. Now here's my point, right? You look at last year. You had both one seeds being the Packers and the Tennessee Titans. They had their bye, but first week they get upset. They both lose, right? Um, I see the Lions being the team to most likely upset a team, and I see uh, uh, what was I? I just lost my train of thought. 
I just I don't I don't know. I I honestly just lost my fucking Oh my god. Just to sum it he took the words out of my mouth. I see them as like a dollar general Vikings. And that's the thing too, if the Lions play in the wildcard weekend, they end up playing I don't know, like I'm at like the Cowboys. Jared Goff is just slightly less attractive. The Cowboys I don't think the Cowboys offense is elite. I mean and now their defense is really good. So I'm just saying I mean we'll we'll wrap it up here, but my pick is the Lions. I will under I do understand your pick because it's very hard to pick against two guys, Brady and Aaron Rodgers. But I think about that whole team as a whole. I don't think that team as a whole is better than the Lions as a whole. And I I haven't seen enough from Rodgers in the postseason to believe he would do anything. Um, he but does have a Super Bowl. And then you have Jared Goff who he does have a Super Bowl. Jared Goff is yeah, back in two thousand six. It's twenty twenty three now. But then, uh, holy cow! But then, that's actually crazy to hear. Wow! But then, 2006? No way! No, it was 2006. It was like 2009. It was like 2010. No, it wasn't 10. It was like nine. Sorry, I said six. The Steelers won. I remember being. A, Dude, I wish Mikey was I, here. I the second like, I said 2006, Mikey would have crucified me. I think it was 10. It was yeah. I, I remember 2009 season, but it would have been 2010. The Steelers yeah. was 2009 season. The Steelers was they won in 2006. That was my no. Favorite. The Steelers and the Cardinals won in 2010. The 2010 season, but it, they played in 2011. Okay, okay. So Rodgers yeah. won in 2009 season, but anyway. Packers beat the Steelers the year before that. Yeah, no, it was two years before. What was that. Charles Woodson at the pick six? Wasn't that against the Steelers? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Not not even relevant. Um, but I'm just like back when football was football. So I can see that I I don't I don't believe in the Seahawks. I'm being honest with you. I know they're they're seated higher than both of them right now, but I just have to give a big uh, real and real quickly. Gino. Yeah, no shout out Gino though for real. That guy's the man. What he's done, As a he's earned. He he started the year as just a guy. They were just whatever. They didn't know if he was going to start over Drew Locke. And now, yeah, nobody saw that. Honestly. And now they are going to build that team around Gino Smith. True luck. <laughs> That's a cool guy. guy. What a guy. It's a cool guy. He dances on the sideline. That's pretty sick. He's a good hype man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good backup. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Anyway, so real quickly, so before we move on, because we took a little longer on this one, um, knowing like all the teams, real quickly, pick your team to win the Super Bowl. Who you got Ooh. before the playoffs start? Put me on the spot here. I'll give you mine. You I'll give you mine. I got the 49ers. I love that pick. I picked the 49ers earlier in the year to at least go out of the NFC. I, that's not my Super Bowl winner, but I like them out of the NFC. I want to say, I want to say Bills. That's yeah. dependent also before you keep. I know, that's dependent on, on the Jimmy quarterback G. situation. If Jimmy G's healthy, the Niners will win the NFC. I know right. everything the Bills have going on right now, so I don't want to say Bills. I don't want to say Eagles either because of their quarterback situation. I low-key wanted to say Bengals. Yeah, I was Bengals creeping into my mind just because. The way they're looking right now looks scarily similar to last year. The way right. I Burrow agree. plays against Mahomes. I agree 100%. Uh, and the Chiefs don't have a very good defense. They don't. But I guess the Bengals isn't great either. Nope. Um, I I got some, wow, it's really an offensive I got league locked. at this point, huh? It's a quarterback driven league, to be honest. Yeah, but uh, I like the 49ers pick. I do like that. Hmm. I think. Quickly wasn't so quick, was it? No, it just takes <laughs> a lot of thought. It does, especially on the spot. Honestly, when I when I tell you mine, you'll understand why mine didn't just, take a lot of thought. Just go ahead and say it. I got Kansas City Chiefs. There's no, I'm not betting against the best football player in the okay. world. I understand it, and I that was like a like, you know a top. There's three teams that I really realistically see it. 
And honestly, if I'm being completely honest with myself, it's probably going to be an AFC team just because Dude, look how good that competition. Is. It's just me. One, you, I guess you could say a little bit of bias. I'm huge on Christian McCaffrey. I'm huge on that move. That offense is stacked. That defense is stacked. This is the super team of the NFL. Now, it's you're, crazy. I agree. Now, is Debo, is, there, is he done? That's where I don't really know. Is he like done, or is he coming back? Or so he Debo was, and McCaffrey are like, but Debo's also been injured. So if like, they have both of them, that changes. No, but what things. I'm saying is like you lose Debo, but like you still have McCaffrey, you still, you still have, have a Kittle, wide you still have Ayuk, yeah. like you still have McLeod. Like I mean, McLeod's not right, like right. A, someone that you don't think of, but still, like right. he's still a piece that can do his job. Brock Purdy does his job. They have Brock Purdy. Shout out Brock Purdy. Yeah, he is like that's all the NFL is. As a quarterback, if you do your job with the teammates around you, you can win. You don't have to care. It's a sports where you don't need a hero. You need a team. Just ask Joe Flacco. That's, well, that's every sport. That kind of goes against my pick. Just it's just, it's so hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes. In the just ask Tom Brady. He is the. Best player, in the, he's the best NFL player in the world right now. It's not even close. I mean, he, he will be the goat. Even, I agree. even without I all agree. the, even if he doesn't get the amount of rings, that's what people used to say about Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, is, but you see everything he has. He has the mobility. He has the crazy. And he, and he doesn't have unlimited true. weapons, but he does have good, good enough weapons to where I think they can win a Super Bowl. But he doesn't have the crazy, you know, escapes and you know, flick that one. To. A couple. If you watch Aaron Rodgers. I know. Ten years ago. Aaron Rodgers, yes, I mean, but you can Aaron Rodgers about Deshaun. But Aaron Rodgers didn't perform in no, the postseason. I'm saying I know what you're saying. Overall quarterback but ability. There's a difference. Aaron Rodgers is a freak. Yes, but Patrick Mahomes takes it to an insane level. Yeah, you know, there's I, the S tier, and then it goes I, A, B, C, D. I, like, <laughs> no, Patrick Mahomes is on a level by himself. No, yeah. Okay, he, he's in the S tier. He no. plays. Yeah, he plays football like he's a point guard. Like he he he'll be out there and he just be like. He's literally the Luka. I mean, dude, he's the Luka of the NFL. I like, think he, about it in my head right now. The Dolphins are going to make the playoffs, and we have to go to Arrowhead, and I'm going to watch Patrick Mahomes. Well, no, you're going to have to go to, you're gonna have to, go to <laughs> Buffalo first. If they do the seven game and Buffalo is the second seed. Well, I, oh, they, you're thinking if Buffalo is first. If Buffalo wins against the Patriots, they should be the first. Either way. So we'll have to play. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a duel between. You're going to have a backup quarterback. Be Mike Glennon. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Mike Glennon versus Patrick Mahomes. Go hey, Fins, baby. Hey, but if we, if we look at the past, 2018, look at all those quarterbacks. You have the best quarterback. You have Tom Brady. Then you have Case Keenum. You have Blake Bortles. You have Nick Blake Foles. Bortles. Like, Shout out that guy, too. Like, come on. Like, it's possible. <laughs> it's not. But anyway. <laughs> Mark Sanchez once made the playoffs. So now we're going to move on to a different football. You fumbled a butt. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Kobe Hudson. <laughs> um, we're going to uh, move on to college football. Uh, so we had the college football playoff. Just happened. We have a national championship set between TCU and Georgia. Um, but we're going to briefly go over the games that happened. Um... The first one, Michigan TCU. <laughs> Both games made me so mad. I can't. I remember the one of the last episodes we had. I had said, "Watch out for TCU." I did not pick them to win, but I said, "Watch out for them" because of that offense. I was corrected. 
Watch out for them because of that defense. And we it's, it's, all said Michigan because of the way they stomped Ohio State, too. Well, we also said Michigan because of the way they run the ball mm-hmm. against a TCU defense that was not very battle-tested. Mm-hmm. And in a game that was finished 51-45, to 45, it's really weird for me to say, TCU's defense won this game. And when you have a fumble, when you have a fumble on the one-yard line, and then you have two defensive touchdowns. At the end of the game, when they're trying to make a drive, TCU stops them. TCU's defense was a major factor in this game. And I'll go over the stats real quick. Max Dugan played mediocre. 225, two touchdowns, two interceptions. J.J. McCarthy, quarterback for Michigan, uh, 343, two touchdowns and an interception. And then, like I said, TCU had two defensive touchdowns. A lot of things went wrong for Michigan. I understand that. But TCU put themselves in a position to win that game, and I they do deserve it. They so deserve to be where they're at. Here's, here's the only thing is, yes, look, TCU, I'm not going to take anything away from them. They played the hell of a game. They are a team that I looked at them, and I was like, you know what? They're, you know, Cinderella story of beating all these ranked teams throughout the season and becoming a top five team and making it to playoffs. It's like Cincinnati last year. I thought of it as a joke. I did not really believe that they should be there because I didn't think it was going to be a contest at all. I do believe they played very well, but I do not believe that it was either their offense or defense that won them the game. I think it was the lack or the poor coaching on Michigan's side that lost them the game. Uh, You start with the first drive, right? You get one big break. You're in the red zone in the first, you know, 40 seconds of the game. And you decide to go go for it on fourth down. Now, yes, you're on this two-yard line. You know, it's not a terrible move. But you pick the worst play in the book. You pick a Philly special type play to try and, you know, score. Why not be a normal program, normal coaching, and just run the ball, okay? There's that. Then there's some of the play calling that they have, right? With, you know, some of these defense – I know defensive touchdowns, but two, that's not just something that happens. Like, you can play the best defense. But, I mean, you also have to give credit to TCU's defense to a degree because uh, that, was, that was what people said before this game happened. They were saying the reason TCU t- – because TCU had the offense – to compete with Michigan. Because mm-hmm. regardless of what we think about Michigan and TCU, they had the offense with Max Dugan. They had the offense that could compete with Michigan. The, the thing that people were holding their heads on was Michigan's offense will trample that defense. That defense showed up. I, I and at times that. they got exposed, but that's expected. That defense, though, showed up, and without their performance, TCU does not win I understand, this game. but I, I, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from TCU – I do not believe it was the offense or defense that won them the game. I think it was the offense and defense that put up the fight. But I think it was the Michigan coaching that lost them the game. Mm. Some of the calls were questionable. Some of the go like going for it on fourth down in the beginning, questionable, right? Like, you know, it probably would have, but it could have changed the momentum early, right? Even a field goal. Right. It's just like the butterfly effect in time travel, right? One small thing can change the entire outcome of humanity. That field goal could have been the difference of them blowing out TCU. Like being able to score in the first minute and 15 seconds could have put TCU down in the ditches. But instead, they gave them the momentum and the mindset 
with the turnover on fourth down in their own two-yard line, that got them hype. And it doesn't matter who you are, okay? Because we've all played sports. If you get that, you know, that mindset in the first minute, nothing can stop you. Especially D1, okay? You've worked your ass off to get to this level. I think Michigan's defense really screwed them, or coaching really screwed them over. That's it. Dave, you got anything to say? I think that Jackson is very smart. (laughs) That's it. That's all you get? That's what I think about that. No, I mean... I agree. To, I agree. I just I've seen a lot where people are discrediting the TC like the TCU side of it. Which yes, I get. I get your point with the coaching yeah. and, and the turnovers that were self inflicted by Michigan. Yep. But TCU played a hell of a game. And oh yeah. To be I, in that situation and they were the team that everyone counted out, gave them no chance. Yep. That like I said, that defense was the one that people questioned. They all showed up, and Max Dugan didn't play a great game either. Heisman candidate, he threw two picks, but. Their defense stepped up. Their offense did enough. They had a the offense had a lot of big plays down the stretch that kept them in. I remember watching that game, and Michigan cut it to a one possession game, and TCU had a touchdown that was about a, to a 70, 60 yard touchdown pass that just kept it rolling. Mm-hmm. So when the defense stepped up, the offense answered, and they just I I, I don't want to discredit anything TCU did because they mm-hmm. deserve to be there. They deserve their shot at Georgia. Do I think they beat Georgia? No. But they just don't think to be they there. Michigan. And I'll say, now, to that point as well. I'll, I'll tell you right now, if they have the start to the game like they did against Michigan with a fourth down stop in their red zone and a pick six on the next possession that Michigan has, Georgia needs to watch out. Because like I said, these are D1 athletes that work their ass off their entire life to get there. And they're this close to bringing a national championship to not just, not just any team. TCU. Right. It is not an SEC team. It is not a Big Ten team. It, it's not an ACC. It's not a Big Ten. It's TCU. Someone yeah. I would have never thought that would ever come close to top ten in my lifetime. Yeah, I mean they're because they're a team that, that, and division, we'll get to that in a second. I'm gonna get to our predictions for the national championship. So we're gonna move to the Georgia thing real quick. But that that's a good point, and that's gonna come right back up. Um, but moving on to the Georgia Ohio State game. What a game. And then, honestly, I want to say this too. Normally, the college football playoff, you're a Clemson fan, so you've, you've seen them. Um, I'm just a big fan of college football, so I know. Normally, the playoff is a blowout. Usually, the first, the semifinal is ugly, and the national championship is typically okay. But the semifinal is even, like, typically really ugly. Even you look at the Ohio State with Justin Fields against Clemson, it got ugly at the end. Um, but this year, we had two great games. And this was the best college football playoff game we've had since, since it's been made. Absolutely. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. This is the best. Not not counting the championship. Okay. The semifinal. Yeah. But this one honestly might be better than any of them. Even in our championship since the playoffs have been made. Yeah. Now, so. Georgia... Now, I, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about you're, I already know, based on the look at you, this is how well uh, I know you. The Hunter, the Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I know. Now, yes... Yeah. Great game. I don't even have to say anything. But, you guys already know. But I already yeah. said my point. I would actually take the Alabama-Georgia game over that game. <laughs> Thanks, David. Now, now, it's not because I don't Very, like Georgia or Clemson. Clemson. It's yes, just no, because, hey. I don't know, the whole Tua coming, uh, backup coming in the second half. and Oh, I forgot about that one. That was Alabama-Georgia. Yeah. And then Tua it, coming and in then for Georgia. Ja- yeah. And then a huge sack comes, and then it's a 40-yard bomb to win the game to the – he threw you know, it to Devontae Smith. Yeah, to Devontae Smith, who becomes a Heisman the next year. 
Or was it two years after? Because he was a freshman that year, so it was two years after. Think about that, too. We're watching that crazy play. Two is a backup. Devontae Smith is, like, the third best receiver on that team. And that play happens in that game. <laughs> Think about that. But anyway, but. we'll go back to the actual game itself. Very offensive-driven game. And I'll look at the stats right here. Stetson Bennett, a guy that I was not a big believer in. 25 years old. And that's the thing, too. It's kind of, <laughs> dude, he's 25. Man, that's wild. He's, 20, he's older than Justin Herbert. That's wild. And he's playing in the college football He's player. older than Lamar. He's older than all of them. Yeah. Well, he's actually, he's not older than Lamar. Lamar's but, what, 24? He's, I don't think he's one of them more. I saw a TikTok. TikTok's where I get my information. Saw a TikTok that showed that uh, nah, all the quarterbacks that he was older than, and that was it, not one. These of days, TikTok is a better education than. But anyway, <laughs> Bennett throws for close to four hundred yards, three ninety eight, and three touchdowns. And then I was happy to a degree. I feel bad for him now that they lost because you know the wraparound CJ Stroud. Mars twenty five. Yeah. So yeah. same age. The wraparound CJ Stroud, the quarterback for Ohio State, was that. He could never win big games. He lost against Michigan two times. And he, lo- he lost a big championship. Like, he lost a lot of big games. But he played his ass off. He, he had 348 yards passing and four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and they still lost. He put them in a position to win the game. He's going to be the future quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, in my opinion. Who? See this job. We need someone. That's if we don't well, drop to a 12 pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I forgot you guys have been winning games. Just quick. Just quick. I won't get up. Panthers sitting at nine. If they drop to a twelve pick, even at nine, it's going to be risky because of the teams ahead of them. Right, but right because Bryce Young's going to go first. If we get Will Levis, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with the NFL I'm done <laughs> right now. I'm done. But anyway, CJ Stroud played his ass off. It was a quarterback duel. Uh, really, the defense of Georgia got exposed by CJ Stroud, and um, that was a defense that, and Ohio State's defense as well. Goes down to a final field goal um, that Ohio State missed. Literally, when the year flipped over for 2022. Ball hits the ground in 2023. It goes up in 2022, comes down, and hits the turf in 2023. The Nuts. Craziest thing to think of, honestly. Science. But That wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> so I look at this, and now with the way Georgia played, they got, they got a little bit exposed. A little bit exposed in this game defensively, because that was the thing that people held their hat on with Georgia. was like their defense, defense, defense. Now you're going up against a TCU offense that – did not play great against Michigan, but can put up a lot of points. Leads me to this. TCU, Georgia. Which way are you leaning? Start with you, Jackson. Uh, I just want to say, before I get into that, the Ohio State-Georgia game really made me mad because Georgia is just a lesser version of themselves last year. They lost a lot of guys to the draft. And two, Ohio State's basically the same exact team. I believe Ohio State's the better team. I, whatever, right? I'm going to go past it. I'm definitely rooting for TCU because why not? Horn Frogs, baby. It is TCU, and we're going to see Georgia in the championship for the next 10 years. Probably four I of the I personally think. Like four of the, ten, four of the times out of the 10 years, we're going to see Georgia competing for the championship. We're not going to get the chance to see TCU that much no. off. Like probably not even next year. And this is the only time I want to see it. That's all I want to say. I think I – think- Georgia is going to become a very similar, maybe the new version of Alabama. Absolutely. Um, Kirby Smart's doing a great job recruiting there. If you can win the state of Georgia recruiting wise, it's it's top, oh. it's top three in the in the country in terms of high school football. They have all the facilities they need. They have all the money that anyone can offer, and they play in the SEC. And on top of that, it's UGA. Yeah. Who doesn't want to go to a top SEC school in a warm state? Where, you know, 
It's just all I have to say is UGA. Yeah, Georgia. Georgia is Athens is, is an amazing. Who doesn't want to bark at their Georgia's enemies? going. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia's going to be that next team like Alabama. So I see what you're saying in terms of pulling for TCU. I, I do. Let me get your opinion on who do you? Okay, but we didn't get to right. That. Who do you? Who are you I, taking? I, I don't even want to say it. I just want to say <laughs> I'm rooting for TCU. I'm not saying anything past that. All right, David. Well, I'll say it. I think Georgia's going to win. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that there's a, a scenario. I mean, I guess Ohio State proved that Georgia's defense, like you said, isn't foolproof. But I don't know. I think still you got to think about Michigan and who they've played all season. And the best team they played all season was Ohio State. And they beat, they did beat the crap out of them. So not to say that they don't have a great defense, but I don't know. Who did Georgia play? Uh, I mean, they played... I have to look this guy. Actually, I'm going to look it they up. They didn't play Bama. They didn't play they, Tennessee. That was not... Yeah, they, they, they played Tennessee and they beat oh, the crap out of them they too. They did. They destroyed But them. then you look at those other teams, like, what did, who did they play? Like, Georgia Tech? That was... Well, that was their last game of the season. Start. That's like a rivalry game yeah, they have to what, play. Tulane? That's different. That's different. That's Tulane was in... They okay, beat... Okay, okay. They beat Oregon 49-3. to No, Georgia's looked dominant all season. They haven't, like, slipped up once. They... I'm looking at these scores. They... Okay, they slipped up against Missouri. They only beat Missouri by four, which Missouri was a very mediocre team at best. But that's also a conference game. But... And then they, they beat Kentucky by 10, which is kind of funny to say that... It blew us out. But they beat they beat the brakes off everybody they played and a couple ranked teams in that. So it pains me to say that I think Georgia's gonna win as a Clemson fan, but I personally I can't believe I'm saying this. SEC Homer here. There's no way you're I saying it. Personally believe TCU wins this game. Oh my You goodness. actually think they're gonna I win. I actually think like they're like you are. think they're going to win. I just don't I can't even pay myself to say it. <laughs> I, I actually think TCU is going to win, and the reason I say that is this I'm, is a very. I, I'm not. <laughs> what's going on here? I'm, I'm, I'm not big. I'm not big in Stetson Bennett. This is the opposite day. I'm not big in Stetson Bennett. I know he threw for 400 yards against Ohio State, but I'm still not sold him completely. I saw the way that TCU's defense stepped up when they needed to and created a ton of turnovers. You carry that momentum from beating Michigan. You're going to carry that into Georgia. There is no team that is more motivated for national championship than TCU. True, because Georgia and, players can go the next year. And with Georgia's, play, or Georgia's defense got exposed, and TCU had a bad game on offense, which is not normal because normally TCU's calling card is their offense. They had a bad game against Michigan. What's the odds they have two back-to-back bad games? And I know they played a good defense in Georgia, but they played a good de- defense against Michigan, and they still put up enough points. Right. It, it's- you carry that momentum, and you're a team like Michigan – or not Michigan, team like TCU, you if you get enough turnovers like you did against, like you did against Michigan, against Georgia, your offense can, is just as good as Georgia's. It's going to come down to your defense, but I think their defense can create enough turnovers that's going to put them in the game. And if they do not win, it will be a one-possession game. I am calling it right now. I have been notorious on this podcast for making predictions that end up being right. I'm going to make it right now. Now, I can see that happening. I can see that, you know, that multiverse... Ending, right? That one ending, like that one in 14 or like, you know, million, right? But really, I can't get myself to say, I can't get myself to like confidently say. I'll say it. 
I know you'll see. You just fucking said it. <laughs> like, I know you'll see it. I'm just saying. Like, I can see it happening, like you're saying. Now, if it was Ohio State versus him, are you still saying the same thing? Yes. You're Basically. Crazy. No, because the reason I'm saying it, first of all, why do you... I'm high on Ohio State. I, I bet you are. I, 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 I don't I'm care not... if they lost to Michigan. I don't care if they lost to Georgia. I think Ohio State in the four teams that's it that's in this playoff is the better team, and I am so upset that they didn't make Let it. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. National championship. Ohio State. Say Ohio State beats Georgia. They play Alabama. Dude, get Who's off thinking? of your freaking Alabama. Well, you know, I, 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 do, I love Bryce Young and Nick Saban. Bro, you deep. keep saying get off of it, but it's true. It is. Look, it's true. One, you what team this. is better than you Alabama? Or who are you picking over Alabama? Let me ask you that. You keep saying that. Who are you picking over Alabama? Alabama lost two games and they played by one close, possession. They by one by one play on the road. Other teams. This was not the Alabama we've seen. Okay, in Ohio years. State has played. But you have the best Alabama quarterback that's been there. I think he's better than ever. No, ever. Honestly. He might be the best quarterback ever. He has the best history. package. Okay, you have Bryce Young, and you have the greatest college coach of all time. I don't care who you say. I am not going to listen to a word that comes out of your mouth when it comes to coaches in college. Okay? okay. I don't fucking care. Okay. You have those two alone. <laughs> right. They deserve to be in the, If they were in the playoffs, they win. two losses, there's no stopping and them. It's and I already explained this to you, but I'll explain to Jackson. Their two losses were both on the road in the SEC against ranked teams, and they lost by one play. Not one possession, one play. LSU goes for two. Tennessee beat them on a last-second field goal. <laughs> Alabama could easily be undefeated and the number one seed in the playoff right now. If you like being in your collide. So you always say hop off that thing. No, there's a reason. It's just annoying, okay? It's because Why well, do you got to keep talking about because it? Because clubs. Well, he said, would you take Ohio State or TCU? So I was like, let me ask you this. I think the best in college football, you, you said Ohio State. I think the best I in college football is Alabama. I said in, in the, the playoff. playoff you did. You did. I watched what you said. I was, right, I was waiting to jump on you. I'm just... Trust me, I pick my words wisely. <laughs> but now, so I, I like I said, I take TCU. We got two Georgias. We're gonna see. Hopefully, we get back oh, on. And oh, you have one Georgia, and you he's have a rooting for TCU. He is. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I'm not picking. <laughs> then we'll move on to the NBA to, yes. to wrap up the episode Brains because Georgia, your heart says this is where Jackson's a big NBA guy. Um, David's a big NBA guy. I'm big on everything. I have no life. Just a um, big boy. I'm just yep, big. Um, bulk you up so let me ask you this. So right now with the NBA, there's two big topics because we're, we're not mid-season, but we're getting into we're it. We're getting there. Yeah. So interesting time to talk about these two things. First, we'll start with the MVP race. It's, and I know it's, it's really early. This, this could change a lot. There's but I think person. these five right now are going to be Absolutely. the five. These five that I'm at the list are going to be the five come the end of the season. So I'm just, this is in no order. You have the Joker, Nikola Jokic. He's averaging 25 points a game, 10 uh, rebounds, 9 assists. He you will have Lu- always be in the MVP race. You have time. Luka. Even when he's retired. Luka, 33-9-9. Tatum, 31-8-4. Who are you taking? KD. Nursing home Jokic or Seth Curry? <laughs> Jokic. <laughs> Tatum, 31-8-4. KD, 37-5. And, and Giannis, 32-11-5. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I think there's only three out of five that you can put in the race. Wait a and minute. there's one that I KD, put. KD, say that again. 37 and five. He's 
averaging 37 points a game. Yeah. No, no, no. 30 no, points. 30 and then 7, seven rebounds. 7 rebounds. Okay. 5 assists. Five assists. <laughs> okay. And the way he said it, said it 37 and 5. Yeah. But there's 3. Remember, right. there's 3. Right. So, Katie, right. 37 and all right. 5. Here's, all right. Say all, say all that again. Jokic, 25, 10, and 9. Luka, 33, 9, and 9. Tatum, 31, 8, and 4. KD, 37, and 5. And then Giannis, 32, 11, and 5. Let me. Out of those five, okay. just ask you straight up. I know. Out of those five, hmm. who do you think, when the season rolls around, by the end of the Lucas is on. Who is going to be the MVP? I'll give you mine right now. One because this is a huge year. Wait, who'd you say again? Luca the Don. Okay. Luca Doncic. For those of you that are too stupid to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Luca freaking Doncic. Okay. I'm high on this guy. Now my favorite player in the NBA is John Rant. You know this. You don't know this. But I agree with you. Absolutely. Anyways, Luca Doncic. I saw this stat. Obviously on TikTok because that's where all good information comes from. <laughs> um, the, Supreme so this is a huge year with 50-point games with players getting 50 points or more. Right? You have your insane 71 by Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell recently. But if you look at his, you know. He's games hit, before, it was like he's 30. Stand, he's standing like 22 to 28 average, right? In he's that area. 29 a game. Yeah, then but he explodes for 71. So, you know, you have them. But Luka has the most 50-point games this year. Now, I know you could say that he doesn't have any help, but he's going to lead them to the playoffs. They're a top-five team in the West. Um, he's going to be something great in the future, right? He's going to be in that GOAT conversation by the end of his career. But this year has been insane. He lost in the Western Conference Finals. You think he's going to be in GOAT conversation? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I think he leaves Dallas, and yeah. You think he leaves Dallas? Yeah. Hmm. I, I think if they put one piece in Dallas, he stays. Man, that roster is depleted, man. I'm sorry. I, I think, All I it takes is one. I don't think it's that bad. All it takes is one sign. <laughs> I look at other And you have Luka Doncic. You can look at a player and be like, how about you come play with Luca? <laughs> well, you can say this to LeBron. And oh, LeBron, LeBron loves Luca too. It, it, anyone Ain't loves no Luca. <laughs> Ain't no way LeBron and Luca play together. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like you, you Luca get- point. <laughs> but anyways, uh, my pick, him. my oh, pick my. is Luca because of how crazy he's going. He is the most fifty point games. He is carrying this terrible, terrible roster. Okay, I mean awful. Worse than the freaking Charlotte Hornets. And no. that's saying... Yeah. Worse than the Hornets. No, no, no. <laughs> our, our roster is the, all even. Theirs away, is Luka and then everyone else. Take away Ours is every- and take away Luka and what do you have? <laughs> take Okay, you have Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier. You have Kelly Oubre who's averaging 20 points a game. Oubre. All right, that's one I'll give you. It doesn't matter. Gordon is a... All right, Gordon is a veteran. Okay? Gordon who... Hayward. Who knows what he's talking about with the NBA. He can, you know, lead a team. You have Terry Rozier. I mean, obviously, I don't... I hate how he throws up these stupid threes every game. But he's still a solid 28-year-old player being overpaid. Whatever. You have Kelly Oubre, who's daddy in the fucking NBA. (laughs) Okay? This man is going crazy. He's at a career high 20 points per game. You have Plum Dog. 
I love Plum Dog. Yeah. Everyone else in the city hates Plum Mason Dog. Mason Plumley leads but fast breaks like Look, he's a seven footer who he can do but his look at, job. Look at the Mavs. I mean, you still have you have Reggie Bullock. You have Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim you have Hardaway Jr. You have Christian. The fact that you said Reggie Bullock first. You have okay. Let's just pop my head. Yeah, right, you're a Christian Wood fanatic. I know, but if you look at it logically, like you yeah, have let's the veteran MVP. Anyways, I pick Luca. Uh, there's really only three in that race: Luca, Giannis, and jo- Jokic. Jokic, honestly, those are the only three. That- oh no, no, no Tatum, Tatum. I, I put Tatum over Jokic. No, I have Luca, Luca, Tatum, and uh, I don't know. Giannis. I feel like those are the only three. Let me tell you this. So ba- I'm gonna. I was gonna let you go next, but based on what you just said, you said oh. the four. My pick was the That's one you didn't three. say, but you added Tatum. You, know, you said KD. I like KD. That's what I was going to say. Because, dude, this guy right now... Dark Horse. ...is bowling. And oh, yeah. he's... And, and, uh, we, we had a discussion with Mikey one time about him being a leader. He's being a le- He's starting to actually become a no, leader. I'm the one that's always hated on him. Right, yeah. No, David, David was one that always was not a big thing on KD. KD is actually starting to become a leader within that team. I don't know if you guys saw... It, was, it might have been a week ago. Kyrie, Kyrie hit some crazy step back. I don't know who they were playing. Some crazy crossover hit a game winner. That play was drawn up for Kevin Durant. Kevin, there's footage of it now. Kevin Durant looked at the coach and said, you should draw that up for, Ke- for Kyrie. And Kyrie goes in and hits a shot. There's certain things he's doing now that he's becoming more mature as a player, mature as a teammate, he's becoming a leader. And Kevin Durant, there's, I, we say stuff about Giannis, and I, and I, res- I respect the hell of Giannis. He's, he's great. Respect the hell of Jokic. But their size. Now and- you're just going to piss me off. No, no, no! I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating. I'm not hating on anyone. What Giannis does is incredible. I just look at Kevin Durant, and I'm like, man, this guy is seven foot, like seven feet tall, and his ability to score at will with his size. It's very hard for me to look at the NBA right now and say there's many people that are better than Kevin Durant. And with what he's got with the, with that situation in Brooklyn, that's so messed up and in shambles. They're starting to win games now. Let's keep in mind, Katie's like what, thirty-two? Yeah, they're starting to win now. They're starting to. That's the big kicker, be, and, and and he's also a big contributor in that, as well as getting other people involved. You have guys on that team that, like Royce O'Neal, is is playing really well off the bench, right? And it's because of guys like that. Kevin team is very very underrated. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry coming off the bench, Ben Simmons, yeah. KD, Ben Simmons, Kyrie. Nicholas, Nicholas Claxton. Kyrie. I, I, that was the first name I said. Oh. <laughs> that team is very, very dangerous. Now, you're right. We also, we're talking about the MVP. Why are you saying Kevin Durant? I say Kevin Durant because before the season, that team was a bunch of people who... Had all this drama circling around them. They got you got Kyrie on his whatever he's always on. You got Katie Twitter fighting everyone. You got Ben Simmons being a being Ben Simmons <laughs> <laughs> for lack of appropriate words. And for them to finally come together and be what they've potentially been able to be for the past couple years. And I think it was the best thing they could have done was got rid of James Harden. Because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have had chemistry since they played together 
on what was it? Uh, Team USA at one point. They played together on Team USA and they became homies. And we're finally seeing what they can do whenever they're both healthy. Kyrie Irving has an unbelievable ability to block out all the crap that they circle around him. Katie, like you said, is finally actually stepping up. Seems to be taking on much more of a leadership role because he, he, he actually is put in that position. And I think Kyrie is, as opposed to, say, Russell Westbrook, he's, he's a lot more humble. He's a lot more willing because he's played with LeBron. He's willing to be like, okay, you lead. I'm going to do my thing. I'm not worried about what you're doing. And we're seeing KD be able to step up into that role. And the way he's playing right now, like you said, I, I'm happy to see it because I've hated on KD as opposed to Giannis. I mean, yeah. you know. But I'm happy to see it. The run that they're on right now, if they continue this, they can be number one seed in the East, and it's hard to argue against Because it's easy to pick the guys like Jokic, who puts up these crazy stats. It's easy to pick guys like Giannis, who put in, I mean, with good reason. I'm not hating on these guys at all. I'm not hating on Giannis or, or Jokic or any of them. But if KD can, and this is, I'm picking KD hoping that they continue their success throughout the rest of the season. If they do, it's really hard to argue with it. Mm-hmm. Because guys like Jokic, I mean, they have that ability to where he's a point center, mm-hmm. right? And Giannis is a freak. KD is seven feet tall, yes, but he's still like, a, I mean, he's a forward. The, his, if he is able to make this team the best team in the East with the situation he has, with a first year head coach, it's kind of hard for me to argue. And he's averaging 30 points a game. So the only thing that keeps me from KD is, yes, okay, he's been the best all-around player, in my opinion. For, like, he's been the best shooter. He can create the most, you know, scoring opportunities for himself. It's just, I'm not seeing anything different. I'm seeing the great KD every year, okay? I am seeing a season from... Luka Doncic that I have never seen before in my life. Now, I, I told you this earlier. Right. I have not been huge into the NBA until, you know, recently, within the past five years. The year that we drafted P.J. Washington was the year that I finally started looking into the NBA and saying, the Panthers are really pissing me off. <laughs> I needed someone else to really give me some, you know, some depression. So I looked at the show. <laughs> right? But it's just, you know, Giannis, you expect it from him with his size and his athleticism. Uh, One person that really needs to be in this race, like I said in the top three, I I accidentally said Jokic, but I really... Jimmy No. Absolutely. (laughs) He's good, but absolutely not. Uh, Jason Tatum is who I meant to say over Jokic. He's really making that next And, you know... He is. It's every year, like, everyone's saying, oh, what would he do without Jalen Brown? Like, Jalen Brown is really the, the low key. What? I, I've heard this before. Like, That's like Brown people saying Scotty I will say, engine. I will say, I'm a big defender of Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, I think Jalen Brown gets a lot of, like, underappreciation because he's underneath Jalen Brown. I didn't say he wasn't great. No. I know. I'm he's, saying, uh, he's... In my opinion, but to also. take away from Tatum's greatness because right, Jalen right. Brown is good, I think right. it's silly. It, I mean, it helps, but yes, I, I, I see what you're saying. But like, and a lot of times you see these, you see these players they go to the championship, they they come up short like Tatum did, and you know half the time some of these like you know all star players that year will go into a a little bit of a dip because you know they lost and. 
But Tatum has improved, which is what you expect to see, but he's improved to a point to where Boston's still number one. I mean, that the East is so like competitive. That, yeah, the East is so good now. The Let's East say is, this. and it's not like they're super, super good. It's just they're so competitive. They're so close. The Miami Heat are the eight seed. Yeah, and they were what a one or two? They were they a one, were one seed, seed last year. year. Now we didn't do much to improve, but yes, we. But were. they lost. They came up short in the Eastern Conference Finals. By a Jimmy teams. Butler three pointer. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Think about think about tailing that. off of that, like a little away from the MVP conversation between the Celtics, the Nets, the Sixers, and why is it the Bucks? Right now? And the Bucks. Nope. You're silly for that. Nope. Not Those? the Bucks. I'm talking about the Sixers. Talking about I would replace the Sixers with the Cavs. That's a good segue to what my next thing was, and we gotta be quick here because we're running a little bit low on time. But that's that's great segue to what I was gonna say. But before you said something about KD, I'll say this, and this will, we'll leave it at this. Kevin Durant with his size and his skill set, and and not saying with his accolades, but as an overall player, you could make the argument he's the best player of all time. You could make that argument. All right. Look at him at seven. Like I'm talking, I'm not. I'm not talking his championship rings. You can say he's the best scorer of all time. I mean, I don't okay. think you can say he's the best player. Of I all mean, time. he can. Def- he he's a very good shot blocker. He's a great I understand, player. but I'm saying like. Better. But I'm just looking at someone who's that tall, and I'm not. I, trust me, I was. I'm a Heat fan. I have no reason to love Kevin Durant, and what he did with going to Golden State, I was a big hater in that. But I look at his ability to score the basketball. If at Kevin his Durant, size, it's if, incredible. If Kevin Durant would have picked a team and stayed there, we're not talking about that though. We're talking about just him as a player. Listen to me. He could have made a case for that because you know what you do whenever that happens. You build something around yourself. Right. Some things gravitate to you, and you build like what we've seen Giannis do. You build something. What we saw MJ do. What LeBron. Kind of did in Cleveland until he left and did whatever with super teams. But it's one thing to switch to a different team and build a different team. It's another thing, the way he's tarnished his legacy by going to Golden State. But see, he was still the same player. He was still the same player. You could say the same thing you're saying right now about Steph Curry. I can't. I'm. You're. You're missing my what I'm saying because you can't say that with Steph Curry because he's not seven feet tall. I'm saying you look at KD as a player. Don't put him on any team, any accolades. Just look at Kevin Durant as a player. He has no jersey on. He is just white jersey, white pants. Like he is just a player. Seven feet tall and his ability to score and defend as a human being, he is incredibly talented. He. I. I don't look at a skill set of any player before him and say there's a skill set better than Kevin Durant's. LeBron. Here's the only thing. Here's the only thing. mm, I mean, that's that's tough. That's close. You brought up Curry. Curry's the best shooter of all time. Okay. Kevin Durant, I see as the best scorer of all time. LeBron. LeBron is the best athlete of all time. You can't tell me Kevin. You cannot tell me Steph Curry's a better offensive player, at least than than KD. No shooter. KD doing what I've seen all of them in person, and I will say it. KD doing what he does at his height is incredible. But I was I was at the first game against it's the Nets, so and it is it is unbelievable. One, how KD made every 
stupid shot. Yeah. And it pisses me Watch off. Watch him play. And here's yeah. the thing, too. And it's like, like these crazy shots. LeBron did just, the same thing, yeah. but like... If people tarnish him, people always want to leave this part out. Giannis's first championship, and this is not a shot at Giannis. It doesn't matter if you're guarding them or not. No, Kevin Durant does not care him. who you are. Just he does not. Him. He doesn't care. He's going to shoot his shot no matter where he's on the floor because of his size. Yeah. And this is not to discredit Giannis. This is not me coming to Giannis. I'm just saying. Giannis's first championship when they beat Phoenix, people forget Kevin Durant was an inch away from him being in that finals. Big old, big and I still words. think Kevin Durant, those nets, because by that point they'd give a high, uh, healthy James Harden and Kyrie back, they beat the Suns as well. Wow, that's been two seasons ago now, huh? But I'm saying, I mean, I'm, think about that. The Nets and the Suns instead of the Bucks. You know what's crazy? I still think the Nets got for trials was really You know what's crazy? KD, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving only played 17 games together. And they, were, and, and, and they were How's still... How's that for a stat? And they were still an inch away from the finals. I mean, yeah. That... That shows, I mean, but no, but they were obviously but in that series. They had they didn't have Kyrie, and they had a uh, James Harden who was banged up, and Kevin Durant mm-hmm. is the reason they were this close. And guess who? If his shoe size is a shoe is a, is a size smaller, they are in the finals. What about DeAndre Jordan? And think about what we think about Kevin Durant. <laughs> think about what we think about Kevin Durant if he makes that Nets team a, a champion. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Kevin Durant, I think, it's a, doesn't get as much respect as he should. I don't respect compared him. Compared to some of these guys. I, I, get, I get what I'm saying. I'm coming to respect him. Yeah. Just I watch him play. Him. Watch him play, dude. Uh, You'll be like, dude. I will. Look, like I said, I've seen all of them in, in person, except, you know, Luka and Jokic. Bruh. One, Katie, what he does on the floor, like, you can see it on TV, but you really don't understand what you're seeing until you see it in person. Mm hmm. Katie, I will stand by this to the end of time. Katie is the greatest scorer of all time. He can score anywhere. Okay? Consistent from, you know, dunking, short range, mid range, and three point. You have Steph Curry, who is the greatest shooter of all time, being proven that, being, you know, breaking the record for threes, doesn't matter. And then LeBron being the best athlete. And then, you know, just. Mike being just the best, the best player, player. Yeah. because of what he did. Yeah. I, I want to say LeBron because, you know. He's the most. Okay, well, I, I say this with MJ. He's the most accomplished. I think if LeBron played in the MJ's era, LeBron would be. I now, I've said that before, too. We're also younger. Gotta keep that in mind. I right. never watched But him. we have to move on from this one. Okay. Because this could go into a whole rabbit hole. LeBron, yeah. We can do this off air. We can do this off air. <laughs> yeah. This is my last one. We're going to keep it quick, though, because we did go over with that one. So I look right. Another big thing with the NBA right now is if you look at the East and the West, the teams at the top are like a game, a game and a half, two games apart from each other. So early on, this is before, and this, like I said, it's going to change over time. Early on, though, we'll start with the East. Who do you like out of the East between the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nets, the Cavs, and the Sixers? Hmm, not the Cavs. Oh, fucking hate you. Celtics, Bucks, Nets. Cavs and Sixers. Sixers, not the Sixers. Celtics, Bucks, Nets. Ah, uh, the Celtics. I'm with you. The Celtics, I'll, I'll, and I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'll honest. tell you why. The Celtics' depth is unmatched. Dude, it's incredible. It you is have unmatched. You, 
you have your start lineup right now is Marcus Smart, who just won Defensive Player of the Year. Which, they put Derek White in there just for shits and yeah, gigs. Dude, they don't need him out there. He's Marcus just there Smart. Marcus Smart is about to come in. Marcus Smart is the defending Defensive Player of the Year. You have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. You have Al Horford, Robert, Robert Not to Williams. mention Robert Williams off the bench. Robert Williams. Who, and then you have, off, yeah, you have, like I said, Derek White. Uh, I'm drawing like uh, Grant Williams. I mean, their Blake depth. Griffin. Yeah, their depth and come playoff time. That's the thing. The diff. All right, here's we my talked thing. about this. Remember, we talked about this last year with the Heat, and we, people were like, "We're sleeping on the Heat, even in the one seed." They were like, "Why are the Heat going to win? Why? How are the Heat so good?" It's because at the time, at least, we were super deep, and I made that argument to you. Mm-hmm. I said they are so deep that when playoffs roll around, mm-hmm. that matters. I look at the Celtics. They are ten times more deep than the Heat were, and the Heat were a shot away from making the fucking finals. Here's my thing too. In the NBA now, everyone wants to play small ball. Everyone wants to shoot the three. Everyone needs to match up with these other teams that are playing small ball. You can't beat size and athleticism. You can't. I don't care what you say. That's the reason the Lakers won the championship recently. That's the reason the, the Suns won the championship with DeAndre. Well, they, didn't, they didn't win the championship. Or the, that's the reason they're competing. That's the reason Giannis won his championship because he's a freak. And he's huge. Okay. Look at the look at the Celtics. They have Al Horford, they have Robert Williams, they have Blake Griffin, and what's the big white guy? Cornette, Corn, Cornette, Luke Cornette, whatever. It's, Corn, it's Cornette, right? I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. He is. doesn't hardly see the court. He's uh, their fourth big man. He's bigger than most players. Biggest guy on their roster. Well, I mean, most teams' biggest guy on their roster. I mean, you have an exception with the Warriors last year. We also their, forget their only big man was Looney and Wiseman. Wiseman, right? Was and that's because they have Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole. And also a very underrated, underappreciated. I know a lot of people love to Draymond? hate him. Draymond Green. Right. Draymond is a his freak. defense at his size is incredible. And I want to hate him. At his but, size. I want to hate him, but I love him. He's but not cocky. He's I cocky. will say, like, if you look at the NBA, the way it's going, I still think size matters. And you look at Robert Williams holding down the paint. Anyone trying to come in the paint with these small ball players, Robert Williams is not having that shit. That's why the Heat lost to them. Think about the Heat roster last year. Our starting big men were P.J. Tucker, undersized four, and Bam, an undersized center. He's, he's 6'9". Yeah, you know, he's athletic and he has pros. But with so the is Robert Williams, but he's 7 foot. Uh, okay, Bam's more athletic than Robert Williams. But let me go ahead. Finish that thought. And also, uh, well, I was just saying to him, he said Robert Williams. Bam's more athletic than Robert Williams. But he can guard one through five. Yeah. Bam, but, but to your point, though, that size does matter. And he got killed because of that. And also, here's another thing we forget. They have another guy right now who's on IR with a torn ACL. Think we talked about their depth. They have Danilo Gall- Gallinari. What? I didn't know that. They have Gallinari. He just tore his ACL in the preseason. And, and can I say one more thing? Imagine if Gallinari's on the I'm, I'm very, Oh, I'm my very, God. I'm very passionate about the Celtics being the best team in the league. And here's why. If you put Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Robert Williams on the court, who is scoring on them? It's true. Give it the defensive player of the year, which I'm sorry. I don't agree Marcus Smart should win defensive player of the year. But I go, go with yours. And I if I'm if you're if yours is who I think it is, I cannot wait. <laughs> okay, so Oh god, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Who do you think it is? The Cavs. It is. Oh, oh no! no. Right. So here's the thing. I'll listen. I'll listen. I'll listen. I understand. I've had. 
I've had bad takes in my life. <laughs> I've been hopeful in so many people. And you're, you're continuing right down that street, you buddy. See the <laughs> I think this is a reasonable take. One, you bring up the thing of, uh, you bring up the point of big man. Okay, they don't have the depth as the Celtics. I will say my two picks were the Celtics and Cavs. I want to pick the Celtics, but at the same time, I want to make this interesting, okay? I want to pick the underdog. I want to pick a team that, you know, they have the talent. They just need that, you know, that kick, okay? I remember vividly over the summer when I called you. This is what I'm talking about on the couch. I called you and I said, oh, my God, Donovan Mitchell just got traded to the Cavs. And I was pissed and I didn't know that. The first thing you said was, are you serious? And I said, yeah, like I just got the notification. First thing I did was I called him and he said, they are so fucking stupid. They said they did not. I don't know if it was exactly these words, but you said this was the dumbest. This was word for word. This is the dumbest move they could have made. The Cavs? Yeah, because they gave up three firsts and two seconds, right? He said this is the dumbest move. Like, So you're making this pick because fuck Austin? No, 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 no. I'm making this pick because you made... The at first I was kind of with you. I was like, you know, this is a star player who you know works his ass off. All this stuff, um, going to a team where they really just upgraded one position. They didn't really. It's a lot of picks. It is. It is a lot of picks. But in my opinion, it was kind of worth it. Okay, the way that they're playing together right now is actually crazy. This is at a level that I did not expect the Cavs to be at. Now, I expected them to be better, being Darius Garland and Don Mitchell, but I did not expect them to be le- basically leading the East. To your point, to... Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. To your point, along with what I was saying about big men, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen... Exactly. That's, that's the only reason that I put them up bang. there. Because you have Jared Allen, who's not the biggest scorer, but this is a seven-foot... Big ass motherfucker! <laughs> oh my god! And with the fro, you can't. You don't fuck with the fro. Okay? I'm telling you, it makes him look he, so much bigger. He can get the rebounds. Okay, he can pass it back out. You got two scores. You got perimeter scores, and you have driving scores. And Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. You have Evan Mobley, who is a promising. You know, Young future. Yeah. yeah, he's seven foot tall. People forget he, that. He, he's a, he I, looks small yeah. next to Jared Allen because of his afro. Exactly, but like, you know, their starting lineup is so good. Now I know the Celtics have the depth, mm-hmm. right? And you can't go against the Celtics, who just won the East. That's where I'm gonna. That's where I'm gonna veer veer a little bit away. But I know. But I. You know, it's it's too obvious of a pick to I, pick them. And you can you see these upsets every you see the Mavs last year with what they have going all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Okay, with what they have. You have the East. Last year I was big on Philly. This year I watch Philly all the time and I'm not seeing a championship caliber team. Okay? I will not put them in my pick to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You have the Bucks, yes, okay, it's Giannis, and Middleton might be back during the playoffs, but it's not the same Bucks that won, you know, it's a better Giannis, but it's not the same Middleton. I don't see them with what they have, even Brooke Lopez is a big man, you know, making it to the finals, okay, it's just, the Cavs have that starting lineup, and they're on fire so much. That it just takes one series, like one four zero series, 
to to take the Celtics to a game seven and compete. Yeah, that's the only reason why I put them up there, and I know I'm going to be hated on it, but that's so it makes it it makes sense. Here, I, I, there's two things, and I'm going to close it out. One, let's also we talked about the Cavs and the Celtics. Let's not leave the Bucks out of this either. We both know. Oh, I know. When Giannis is on the floor, I don't care who he's around. You can't stop him. If he is determined to win a game, Giannis and Tukubo will win the game. Secondly, the reason I shy away from the Cavs is, at least for this year, because we're talking this year. Because it's first year. I think the Cavs are built for success in the future. Three years down the road. Right. Because you look at a guy like Darius Garland, very young. You look at a guy like Evan Mobley, it's only his second year in the league. Jared Allen, still young. Donovan Mitchell, not young, but I mean, he's young enough to where he's going to be in the league for a while. I look at that roster, and I think that it's going to be a very good team down the road. But I don't see a team like the Cavs competing against the Celtics who have – Jason Tatum as a rookie was playing against LeBron in the Eastern, Eastern Conference, Conference Finals. Finals. So I think the Cavs are a team that is built for success. See what happens when rookie small forwards play against LeBron in the Finals. But maybe I, I think but the Cavs maybe. are built for success down the road. Mainly my point is don't be surprised to see the Celtics up or the Cavs upset. upset. Now, here's my take, right? I feel like they can only beat the Celtics in a series is if it's in the first or second round. If it's the conference finals, Celtics are taking it all day. Because yeah, they don't have enough depth to Exactly. Yeah. And I and you know, it's the same for the Bucks. You know, you can I can. I wouldn't be surprised that much to see the Cavs upset the Bucks in the first or second round. But when it comes to the finals, if it's the Cavs and the Bucks eliminate the Bucks or the Bucks eliminate the Celtics in one of the rounds, and it's like the Bucks and the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals, Giannis. It's gonna be Giannis. I just asked that too. <laughs> but if it's Celtics and Cavs, it's gonna be the Celtics. But earlier in the round, I'm just saying it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Look I, out for them. It's those three teams. I think the opinion. Cavs in a couple years are going to be the team to beat in the East because. But if you got to look like I said. Darius Garland, very young. Evan Mobley, it's only second year in the league. Donovan Mitchell, still young. Jared Allen, still young. This team is built for success in the future. But if we're talking this year, and you got now, Kevin Love, who is a the veteran. The Celtics are battle. That's- the Celtics are battle-tested, and their young guys are battle-tested. And real quickly, this is 100% biased, but real quickly. Let's not forget about Brad Stevens, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, he's not the coach, but... I got pee so bad. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I will say this. Already. I know. Quickly. Wait, wait. What's Brad Stevens doing? GM? He's, he's like, uh, he's in the front office side of things. GM? You really – for someone who watched basketball, you really don't – I don't really – I guess I don't pay attention. He's not the GM, but he's like – actually, no. Is he the GM? No, he's not the GM. I don't know. Not important. A team to watch out for. cut that part out. Because <laughs> because come the tra- – okay, that's another thing. I told – I think it was either you or you I was talking to about. Come the trade deadline, mm. there's teams to look out for. And a team that's mediocre right now is uh, – obviously, I said it's going to be biased. It always comes back to Miami. I will say this. All I know is Hornets in the bottom. I will say this. There's guys that want out. I've seen reports. If Zach Levine wants out, Pat Riley's not going to sit on his ass and just let it happen. If Zach Levine finds his way in Miami with a team that's been to a NBA Finals and an East Conference Finals with Jimmy and Bam and Tyler Hero, who's actually starting to play really well, that is my dark horse team. Do I think that he will win the East? Absolutely not. Don't you think Tyler Hero would be in the trade package for Zach Levine, though? No, no, no. Well, 
Mm, to a degree, it depends on how badly Zach wants out. But if we do, I mean, I would do it. I would do it. Like it would be Kyle Lowry and and. Uh, but think about that roster with Zach Levine, Jimmy, and Bam. Because Bam and Jimmy are untouchable. Just saying. I'm thinking about dark horses now that we talked about those normal teams. I'm thinking about teams that are not in that You're thinking about upper Miami. echelon. No, I'm just thinking about teams not in the upper echelon of like the, the upper echelon. Like we said, Celtics, Bucks, Nets, Cavs, Sixers. Are I'm we talking about, about finals? Well, I was talking about the favorites to leave the East for that, and then I just started thinking about the Heat. Okay, so we said the three teams that we really, really see. What about the least? I only see three teams in the West, maybe four. Yeah. And you can push it to five if you really want to. But we've okay, kind of, so, we've gone, well, hold on. Okay, go ahead. We've gone way over, way over. So we're going to leave, I was going to go to the West, but then we just kept going. So, so anyway. So we have three people that can talk NBA. Exactly. Yeah, so we're going to close this episode out. Um yeah. We gotta go to the West. I know, I would love to, but we're at an hour 20. So, oh! we're gonna close up. <laughs> oh, out of the West. Uh, I'm taking Luca. Woo! Okay, alright. <laughs> um, anyway, Pelicans thank you for listening to this long, extended episode of That Damn Sports Podcast. Um, we're hopefully gonna have Jackson on a lot more, especially with his NBA knowledge and Mikey not knowing jack shit about the NBA. Um, <laughs> All I know is the weight room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> remember, you can listen to all of our previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, <laughs> and all your major streaming platforms. Follow us on social media. We are getting a lot more active on that for this new year on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And make sure you go give us a follow at That Damn Sports Podcast, D-A-M. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of That Damn Sports Podcast. We will see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>